This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast with Andrew Jobling, author, speaker, educator, entrepreneur, and AFL player. Join Andrew as he continues his lifelong journey as a student of human behavior. This podcast will help you live your passion, explore your potential, step into your power, and embrace your possibilities. Your possibilities. Possibilities. Hello, Andrew Jobling, the Wellness Puzzle Podcast. Welcome and great to have you with me for another week. I'm just vibrating after a conversation I've just had with Matthew Caruana. And if you remember back episode 77, now this was back in September 2021 when this podcast was published, I spoke to Matthew Caruana and the podcast was called Healing Through Feeling, where Matthew spoke about his attempted suicide when he was a teenager, ended up severing his spinal cord, becoming a paraplegic and living in a wheelchair, and how he transitioned and was able to move through his trauma to be at a place where he's inspiring and helping many, many people. Well, my gosh, are you ready for part two of this story? Because it is incredible, and I am not going to give you any hints about what it is, other than to say it is incredible. And all I'm going to say is, There's no words to describe what your mind can help you achieve if you focus it in the right direction. Anyway, sit back, relax, and enjoy this incredible conversation with Matthew Caruana. It is just so good to be back with Matt Caruana. Matt, hey, mate. How are you? Great to be back here, Andrew. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, mate, couldn't be better. Could not be better other than the fact that I live in Melbourne. And as we record, we're 10 days from summer and it's freezing, rain, wind, just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But lucky I don't live in Melbourne for the weather, that's for sure. <laughs> but, mate, we did a podcast, I don't know how long ago. When was that? About a year ago. A year ago? And I, I really enjoyed that conversation too. For people that are hearing you for the first time, and there'll be some people that are hearing you for the first time, I want to encourage them to go back and listen to your story because it's such an inspiring story. It was actually back in September 2021. Can you believe it? We're now heading towards December 2022. And there was episode 77, Healing Through Feeling. And it was what an a amazing. conversation that was. Yeah. That was an incredible conversation. We're not going to go deep into your story, mate, because people can go back and listen to that podcast. But for people that are hearing Matthew Caruana for the first time, give us a quick overview of that journey to where you are today. And then I know we've got some exciting stuff I want to talk with you about today. Yeah, well quick snapshot of that was the one thing I'm most grateful for, which was when I was 16 years old, by no means is this good, but I attempted suicide through myself 35 meters, ended up with a spinal cord injury, severing my spinal cord and was blessed to have turned my mindset around through a mixture of the people in my life, but also the decisions that I made. I came to a point where I not only found meaning and purpose in my life, them actually going out and achieving that. And by achieving that, I'm growing as a result. And it's leading me to where I am today. And now I go to different companies, I go to different high schools, and I run mental health workshops, but also really leading people to how they can bounce back when times get tough. And isn't it ironic, mate, because I think the thing that got you to the point where you threw yourself off a 35-meter thing and tried to kill yourself was that point where you felt you had no purpose in your life. Yeah, And you'd heard all these people telling you to find your purpose and you thought, well, I'm not worthy. I have no purpose. And that was actually the thing that took you up on that shopping center that night and jumped off 
And isn't it interesting that it was actually that action you took and the survival now and what you've gone through that's helped you find your purpose? Couldn't you have found an easier way to work it out than attempting suicide? Surely. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And though I, <laughs> and I love that question because what it sets up is the fact that people don't have to go through the journey that I went on. They don't need to end up in a wheelchair to find their purpose. They don't need to attempt suicide. I'm just a catalyst for other people to find that for themselves. And I'm an example of what's possible. You are, mate. So people listening to this, please do not follow in Matthew's footsteps. But now since he has found his purpose, he's the man you definitely want to listen to. And mate, well, it's been such an inspiring journey for you because obviously you had to learn to love yourself. You had to learn to live without the use of your legs. You had to find meaning in that devastating event that happened in your life. And now that you've found that meaning, you want to share it. You want to help people. And I know you're changing lives of people, many, many people. And it's great that you're able to speak in schools because you're catching some of those teenagers probably at a point where you were all those years ago. And you can help change the direction of their life and help them find their own meaning and purpose in their life, which is amazing. Mm. How does it feel, mate, to know that you are truly impacting lives? How does it feel for you? It's very fulfilling. And I remember. The first group of year sevens that I spoke in front of, it was a quite a big school. And I walked away from that session just thinking to myself and like literally feeling while I was up there that I'm speaking to the younger version of Matt. The Matt that was 12 years old when he fell deeply depressed, he is like the person I'm speaking to right now. And funny enough, well, it's not funny, but it's the truth. These young people, not all of them, but quite a number of them came up to me and sharing similar things. Matt, you're the first person I'm telling, but I've been feeling like this, thinking like this, doing these things for such and such years. And a lot of them were referring to that lack of purpose, feeling like they were just a waste of space. And it blew my mind because I wasn't the only one who was thinking this stuff. This is something that's resonating with a lot of people because a lot of people are having these thoughts. And knowing that I'm sharing a message that's resonating with them and me as a complete stranger, them approaching me and sharing stuff that they've never told anyone else tells me that I've actually reached them. And not only have I reached them, but I've shared a message that they resonate with. But what you've also done, mate, sorry to interrupt you, you've given them permission to talk about it. That's what Mm. you've done. I think that's the biggest thing. Every one of us goes through stuff. We're all at some state on that spectrum that whether you want to call it a mental health spectrum or mindset spectrum ranging from clinically depressed or suicidal all the way through to joyful and loving life and living a meaningful life we're all at some point and i think what happens is when we find ourselves on the lower end of that spectrum we start to judge ourselves we start to think well what's wrong with me and we don't want to share it we feel embarrassed or We don't want to share it because we feel like if we share it, people are going to look at us like there's something wrong with us. And that's why there's so many people living lives of quiet desperation, which is a quote from, I don't know who it was, some amazing philosopher. Most people live lives of quiet desperation. That I haven't heard. I can't remember the name of the guy who spoke those words, but this is a centuries old philosopher who said that. And that's centuries old. And what he said, most men meaning most people are living lives of quiet desperation. Mm. And in the 21st century, wow, is that more and more prevalent than ever? 
what you're doing is you're giving people permission to speak it and admit it and voice it. And as soon as you can voice it, obviously, as you know, mate, that's the first step in the direction of healing and overcoming. Absolutely. If you can't accept the way things are and even how you're feeling, how can you expect to overcome that? And by rejecting it, you're putting more pressure on that thing and on yourself. It's it's <laughs> it's like a double-edged sword. That's awesome, mate. So at the moment, again, just reminding people, you're now a speaker. So you do a lot of speaking. Is that your primary thing at the moment, corporate stuff, school stuff, the speaking? Yeah. Yeah, joining different companies, high schools. It's definitely expanding from here. I've got things I'm working on in the background. I'm quite excited for what's coming. But yeah, for now, this is where I'm at. Yeah, Good, mate. And I said to you before we started recording, I'm going to throw you under the bus. So I'm a man of my word. I know <laughs> you are writing a book and the world is going to want that book. The world needs that book. And I know like every author that goes through the journey of writing a book, they face challenges in the process, whether it's writing it or finding a publisher or whatever it might be. And I know that's where you're at. But, mate, tell us about the book and tell us what you hope to achieve with it. The ultimate purpose of the book is for people to know that they too have a purpose. That no matter who you are, what you've gone through or where you're at, that it happened for a reason, that where you are right now and who you are is there for a reason too. Beautiful. And it's such a simple but powerful message because I think, again, most people are wandering through life without feeling like they have a purpose or they deserve a purpose or whatever. And the bottom line is every single person comes into this world and there is a purpose. There's a meaning for that. There's a reason for our existence. Our goal is to find out what that is. So, mate, why don't we have a very quick break and come back? And I want to chat about some of the stuff you're doing now and some really exciting things that you're working on personally. And, mate, it's going to be exciting to chat more about it. So let's have a quick break. Sounds good. Everyone has a book inside us waiting to be written. And Adri Jobling can unleash the hidden author in you. Have you ever wanted to become a successful author and impact many lives? Andrew will support, guide and mentor you through the entire process and help you leave your legacy for the world. Contact Andrew for a free 30-minute chat about the influence you want and can have. Go to andrewjobling.com.au to find the author in you. So, Matt, since we've last spoken, I know you're a very determined, ambitious person. And even before you attempted suicide, I know you were very committed to your own health and well-being and building your body. And when you set your mind on something, it was something you achieved. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one thing about you that hasn't changed. When you make a decision to do something, you go and do it. Mm, definitely. Including attempting suicide, which is not a good thing to follow through on, but... My mind was set on it. (laughs) Your mind was set on it and you attempted it. Thankfully, you weren't very good at it. (laughs) I know since that you've had some aspirations to play basketball and get to Paralympics. Was that the goal? That is the goal, goal, yeah. What's your background with basketball before the accident? Yeah, before my injury, I played basketball. I played for five years or so. Loved it. And um, after my injury, I didn't pick it up. I realized you have to drive for all these different places. I'm like, 
who wants to do all this driving? I, I never liked driving. Though something clicked a year ago. At the very, very end of 2021, I had this thought like, if the most disciplined area in my life has been fitness, health, and I love this, I love basketball, why don't I just go and buy a basketball to shoot some hoops just for fun? And I was going to my local half court for like two hours a day, shooting hoops, enjoying it. And I reached out to Wheelchair Sports. They had this tryouts for a, <laughs> a state team. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to make this, but tried out and I don't know how, but I made the team and yeah, I've been playing at a national level in the first year of my basketball career and been loving it. It's yeah, so much fun. I mean, it's a whole new sport to learn. It really is. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. It's, um, but it's incredible. I love it. I'm on court four to five times every week. Okay, so it's still on here. It's a massive passion. So you said nationally, so you play for New South Wales? Yeah, so that was in the junior comp called the Kevin Coombs Cup. Yep. I'm now 23, so that means I'm outside of the juniors, though. I did play for the Wollongong Rollerhawks for the actual national wheelchair oh, basketball okay. competition. Yeah. That's awesome. Good on yeah, you, I love that. And when is the next Paralympics? That's still a couple of years away, right? 24, yeah. So that's on the goal list? Oh, man, if I make that, <laughs> that'd be incredible. What do you mean um, if? I don't want to hear if from you. <laughs> You're not an if kind of guy. You're a when kind of guy. When that happens, mm. I've that got happens. no doubt in my mind that you'll be on that team. Man, I'm not going to slow down my training. If it's not 24, it's 28, and I'm going to make it. I know I will. It's such a passion. Not only is it fun, though, I feel like basketball somewhat also represents the message I want to promote as well. Bounce back. <laughs> what better representation than an actual basketball? I just love the sport. Yeah. And there's so many parallels and just happens yeah. to work out brilliantly. It does. It does. Bounce back, mate. Good title for a book. So, mate, where does this come from? This inner drive that you have and this inner belief that if you set your mind to something, it will happen. I believe it stems back before my injury when I was talking on our first interview together about that photo of me when I was 16, when I was topless for the camera, I put in all this dedication and hard work to achieve this goal. I wanted to be ripped. I wanted to be big. I wanted to, you know, outdo everyone at my school at what, 15, 16 years old. And I did that. And because it stems from that, because I achieved that when I was younger, that's inside of me. And that younger version of Matt had the mental strength to break his limits. That means it's inside of me. So Matt today, who's the same person he was, has that ability to do the same thing in a different context. So whether it be the Paralympics, whether it be with my injury and in rehab, whether it be with any goal or dream, I have it in me and the mental strength to push past my limits. Yeah, but things change, mate, and you can agree or disagree with me. The thing mm -hmm. that changes is your reason why. When you're 16, your reason to get be ripped and rock hard and have the six pack and buns of steel was to maybe prove to yourself and prove to other people that you were worthy. And Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's different now, isn't it? I mean, you don't want to play basketball for your country to prove to yourself that you're good enough. You want to do it to prove that it's possible. You want to use it to inspire the people that they can bounce back. Correct. Absolutely. And another reason that I don't talk about much at all, though, before my injury, I also wanted to be commando. 
really did. And not that I'm going to be a commando now, but I can represent Australia in a different way, different platform. And so this is a platform that not only do I love, but also, like you said, inspires other people to see how they can too bounce back and achieve their goals. Yeah. And so I think this is an important point we just need to hit before I move on. And that is for people that are aspiring and trying to achieve and do things and create success in their life to maybe feel better about themselves or to be admired by other people, it's not going to work. You might achieve the goal as you did, but honestly, it didn't stop you from trying to commit suicide. And I know for me, same, mate, I've spent a lot of my life as a footballer, as a personal trainer, trying to build my body and be admired. And none of it made me feel better about myself. But when you attach that goal or aspiration to a more noble cause or to a mission or a purpose or a meaning in your life, wow, that gives it the power that'll keep it going forever. I just want to encourage people to believe you're good enough already. And I'd like you to talk to this, Matt, because I know this is a message you give to a lot of people that you don't need to look a certain way or achieve a certain thing to be loved and admired. You're already good enough. Do it for a reason, a noble cause or a meaning or a purpose different story altogether what do you want to add to that absolutely i'd like to share a story i was at an event and i was blessed so i bought not the top tier ticket i bought the the second highest or whatever but they had actually sold out those seats and they put me to the very very back of the top tier tickets (laughs) and um these people were seriously high income earners and on the second day of the event it blew my mind we're doing this activity the wheel of life and person next to me says matt i envy you i'm like what are you you talking about (laughs) you were telling me like just what an hour or two ago that your business does nine figures every year your (laughs) your real estate company is doing phenomenally why do you envy me he shared his wheel his wheel was the exact opposite of mine at the time this was back in 2019 and all my areas of life were averaging eight to 10 out of 10, except for one, which was financial. His was the exact opposite, averaging one to two, except his finances. And I asked, so why would you envy me? Why would you want to trade positions with me? And he says, Matt, look, I've got all this money. The only people I really talk to are my colleagues or my clients. My family don't talk to me. My kids don't even want to talk to me. I've been divorced now for X number of years. And this blew my mind and it just hit me so deep. And I asked him, mate, how did you let it come to this? You obviously know that family means a lot to you. He says, when I was growing up, I was always taught the man had to be the provider. I had to get all this stuff done. Although I, in turn, unfortunately pushed my family away. Let's call that guy Michael, for example. And Michael really stood out to me because I met many other people at that event who were also high-income earners, those nine figures every year, whatever, but had it all. Lovely family, lots of friends, purpose. Like It was like they live a full life. Both had similar income levels but different results. What's the difference? Their why, where they were coming from. And so what I'd love to add to that message that you shared, Andrew, It's one thing to be aware of your why, which is seriously important, though to take it another step further, where are you coming from? So Matt, when I was 16, that photo, my why was to prove myself, be the biggest. Where was I coming from? Insecurity. 
what states are you really coming from? There's this book which blew my mind. It's called Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. And it talks about this and it gives it a scale of consciousness and sort of goes through like different states, starting at shame, guilt, apathy, yada, 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 going up to courage, then acceptance, and all the way up to like love, joy, peace, yada, yada, yada. You get the point. Where are you coming from on that scale? Where are you coming from within yourself? Are you coming from insecurity or are you coming from a place of peace, coming from a place of love, place of joy, excitement, purpose? That's going to really make a difference in how, not necessarily the outcome, but what's a result of the outcome. That's awesome, mate. Now I'm seeing here a bit bamboozled how a 23-year-old has so much wisdom. <laughs> That's incredible. Most 23-year-olds, oh, yeah. especially blokes around drinking and chasing girls. But, mate, that's such incredible wisdom. <laughs> so powerful. It's not just about the why. It's where your why is coming from. So true. Most people's why, and that obviously Michael's why was coming from insecurity, coming from a place of preconceived ideas about what a man is. Those dangerous stereotypes. A man yeah. is a provider, and if he's not providing, he's not worthy. And the issue is with metrics like money and just basically purely on that, there's never an end. So it's never good enough. And same with your body. You can always be bigger. Same with social media. You can always get more likes, more followers. So it's never enough. But if you came from a place where you are enough, then you have everything from the very get-go. And everything you do is just cream on the cake. It's just icing on the cake. And it's joyful. And every one person you reach and touch you believe there's going to be a ripple effect and you know that that feeds you. It's that knowledge that you've had an impact on someone's life and you're thinking about another person or you're thinking about a ripple effect rather than thinking about what do they think of me? How does this make me look? When we can mm. focusing on ourselves, you know the saying is you've got to go and to live in a room of mirrors. Have you heard that? You've got yeah. to look at yourself in the mirror. No, no, we need to live in a room of glass where we're looking out at other people and, and how what we do affects other people's lives. Yeah, I love that message. That is a very amazing message. Wow, I think I just need to stop and pause, and I think this is a good time for us to have another break. And as we have this break, I think this is a really important question for people as we just trail into the break. Not why do you do what you do, but where are you coming from? Where is your why coming from? Because one thing to have this desire to achieve, like I had this incredible desire to be a professional athlete, I had this amazing desire, but I know it was coming from a place of insecurity. Now, whilst mm. that can help you achieve, it'll never give you a peace, fulfillment or meaning. And that's what we're all looking for. Mm. Awesome, mate. Let's have a break and we'll be back. Sounds good. Career well-being is an essential piece of the wellness puzzle. One third of our lifetimes are spent working, with each and every one of us facing challenges along the way. Where do you go to be heard and feel supported? We've created Hexcom, the community app to help you with your career well-being. A safe place to learn, share advice and gather insights, empowering you to pursue your dreams and achieve fulfilment in your career. Download the Hexcom app in the App Store and Google Play today. I'm still a bit reeling from your wisdom. Where are you coming from? What a powerful, powerful message that was. And I think you surprised yourself with your own wisdom, didn't you? I've never really spoken about that much. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Sometimes in conversations, without even thinking about it, you say stuff and it's just inherently who you are and what you've been through. But the way it comes out of your mouth, you go, oh, my gosh, 
wow. And you become very conscious of what that means. And I think that's what you've just done. You've just said something. I'm not sure if you understand the power of what you've just said, but I think you just have. And now you know, wow, this is something. I need to do something with this because I think this is a message that everyone needs to hear for sure. Sometimes I feel that when we speak and we allow ourselves to just flow, not try to correct, change, make sure we're speaking from the perfect place or whatever. When we allow ourselves to flow, we're speaking from a place where life is speaking through us. We become the vessel for life feeding life. And it's almost our spirit speaking for us, I believe, sometimes. There you go again. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And this is why I never plan podcasts. People say to me all the time, what are we going to talk about? I said, I don't know. Let's just talk and see where it goes. Because I think if you script it or plan it, you're going to miss the stuff that, as you said, just comes from this flow state that you allow yourself to be in. Because we all know stuff. Every person on the planet and the people that I mentor to write books, it's the same thing. Just trust yourself. It's inside you. Just let it flow. Let it come. It's there. It's already in there. Mm. But we've got to allow ourselves. We've got to give ourselves permission for that to come out. And I think one thing you're really good at right now is just allowing stuff to happen in your life. And there's one thing that you said to me the first time we spoke back in September 2021, when I asked you a question, do you ever think you'll walk again? Mm. And your response was something like, yeah, duh, of course, as if that was any doubt. Now, are you quadriplegic, paraplegic? What's your medical definition of your physical condition? I'm what they would consider paraplegic. Paraplegic is the impairment of two limbs, quadriplegic or four. Okay. So you're a paraplegic and limbs affected are your legs. And your initial diagnosis from doctors was you'll never walk again? Yeah, you'll never walk again. You'll never get any sensation or function below your level of injury. My level of injury was T12. And I hinted towards this earlier on. I said I severed my spinal cord, have the MRIs to prove it, and things aren't as they said they were going to be. They never are because it's far less about your physical ailment and far more about your mindset. And one of the things that really prompted me to want to have this conversation with you is I was just checking out social media as you do and there's Matthew Caruana out of his wheelchair walking so mate I just have to ask you tell us about this journey you're having now to get out of your wheelchair yeah so that video that you saw was my first time walking in the exoskeleton so the exoskeleton it's a new form of technology where it's it's a robot and it hooks up onto your legs it's very it's very different. And basically, it supports you in walking. Though this thing is brilliant, let me tell you. It measures how much you are doing as well. It measures how much the robot's doing versus how much you are doing. And so you can track your progress each and every time you get in the EXO. And so every time that you're in it, obviously, you want to see the EXO numbers come down as you push more and more. It's a lot of work. And I'm seven years almost into my rehab journey. And to see the numbers already in my second session go down from when they were in the first one, I think it's huge. And I'm excited for where things are headed. That's awesome, mate. So I guess the goal is you use the exoskeleton until the numbers show that you are doing enough on your own that you don't need it anymore. Yeah, and then the transition from that would be onto a walking frame with obviously physios assisting me, then crutches, and then 
throwing those away. And then you'll be playing basketball for Australia on your legs, not in your chair. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, mate, it's so amazing and so inspiring. Good on you. How did it feel the first time you got up in that exoskeleton and you took your first step? How did that feel? It was so surreal. I mean, I've done assisted walking at a different physio clinic where they actually move my legs for me. And I mean, I'm like pushing down as well. Like I'm assisting them. They're there giving me that extra oomph that I need at this stage. Though getting in the exo, it's very different. When you're in there, it's like I remembered exactly what it feels like. It's like I had my legs again because it's completely adjustable. So it fits to you perfectly. And you obviously you do all your measurements, but when you get inside it, because it's so stable, it's like they're your legs. Yeah, it's so fitted. So it's almost so compact and fitted that it feels like it's just part of you. Yeah, and though that is a brilliant part of it, at least I find, that part where it makes it feel like it's your legs, I'm a big believer in the placebo effect. And so what it does for the mind is it's drastic. And so when I'm in the exo, it feels like I'm taking those steps. And when I switch on a different side of my mind where every step is with certainty, it's like this is me doing it. This is the step. And stepping with confidence in every movement the numbers go down in the EXO. It's crazy. My physio is there behind me with the machine thing, just making sure I'm balanced, obviously, because um, it's a whole new thing to learn as well. It's the, the balance when you're standing, how you weight shift from left to right, weight shifting from front to back. It's a big thing to think about. Though he's like, Matt, these numbers are going down. And I know in my mind what's different is that I'm thinking absolute certainty in, the, in every step. I'm moving forward. These are my legs. This is my left leg. I'm moving forward. I'm progressing. I carry that in every session when I do my rehab outside of the EXO, doing rehab every day anyways. I mean, today, unfortunately, I couldn't go to my physio and go to the EXO. A little bit concerned about my skin, though I'm still doing stretches on my bed, making sure I'm still doing things to progress. Give myself no excuse because, I mean, there's only one excuse that actually really matters, and it's the one that you believe. So true. So go out, make it happen, make it work. I love that, that whole placebo. And that's such a powerful healer, isn't it? Our mind. Mm. Placebo effect is effectively your mind because when you believe something is working and when you truly believe that something's happening, then it does happen. And it's the power of our mind. Wow. And it's for us and it works horribly against us. So it's about deliberately focusing on what you want that is working for you and trusting and believing that everything is working for you rather than working against you, which is pretty amazing. Those two words you said, trusting and believing, are the hardest things to do. Though, yes, I couldn't agree anymore. So then if they're the hardest things to do for you, and they're obviously the hardest things to do for me, then obviously they're the hardest things to do for everyone listening. So how do we help people trust and believe more in some of the things they might be struggling with or trying to overcome or aspiring to? Biggest thing is to be aware of what you're consuming. How do you fill your space? I mean, what social media are you consuming? Are you having people in your life that are congruent with what you want to trust and believe in? Because that's going to play a massive role in how you trust and what you believe in. 
And so if you have more voices in your life, more things telling you things that are in alignment with what you want to trust and believe in, best believe that it's going to start trickling into your own mindset and you are going to start falling into those perceptions and those beliefs yourself too. There you go. That's pretty powerful stuff. Now, mate, you kept talking about numbers. I'm interested. Are you able to share? You mentioned that the numbers on the EXO were going down and the numbers on your actual contribution to the movement were going up. Is it like a percentage? Is that what the numbers are? Yeah, so it's like a percentage of how much the EXO is working versus how much you're doing. So now, the EXO uh, might be doing 80%, you're doing 20%. Yeah, yeah. And so with my injury and how the nerves form in people's bodies too, um, the glutes are quite far down the spinal cord. And they're the muscles that at the moment are more challenging for me in comparison to my quads. So my quads do a pretty good job in the EXO. Like half the time, the EXO is doing nothing on my quads. Though with my glutes, it's a little bit different. So on the first session with the EXO, uh, the numbers were staying at 99. The best I got it to was 96 that the XO was doing. Though in the second session, I got it down to 83. Wow, that's a big jump. Uh, yeah, and I <laughs> don't know what I was doing differently, but I believe it was anything. It was actually my mindset. Like I said, every step with confidence, with certainty. And that carries about a different approach to every step. You believe it and you will start to see the numbers change in your life. You believe in anything and you'll start to see the numbers change. This might be someone who's trying to lose weight or trying to get stronger or maybe someone in sales and making sales calls. The numbers will always change based on your belief and trust. Mm. And let me quickly just like iterate once more and go into this in a little bit more detail. I severed my spinal cord. That means nothing below that level of injury should be working. That's what every doctor, every professional is going to tell you. And... To get my spinal cord from being split in two to now to where it is now, if that's possible for me, what's possible for you? Each and every person has it inside of them to overcome any, I mean, any obstacle or challenge that they face. I don't think we need to say any more, mate. That's where we're going to end this podcast. And I want people to go away believing now that it is their mindset that will move them. Doctors are amazing. They are, but they know what they know. And no doctor will ever determine, no person can ever determine your life or how it turns out. You're the one that's in control. I, I think, Matt, you are this, this amazing example of someone who has taken his mindset to totally transform his life. And you're now doing that for other people. So, mate, thank you so much for what you've shared today. How do people get you to come and speak? How do people talk to you? Where do they find you? My website is mattcarawana.com. M-A-T-T-C-A-R-U-A-N-A.com. My Instagram's Matt Shares. Facebook and LinkedIn are Matthew Caruana. Andrew, seriously, thank you for today. I really appreciate talking to you, but also the opportunity to share these messages. I believe this is something that I needed when I was younger and each and every person needs to hear as well. Mate, it's been incredible. Thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. What did I tell you? Wasn't that amazing? 23 years old he is. Can you believe the wisdom that comes out of a 23-year-old male? Wow. <laughs> I don't think I found any wisdom until I was well and truly into my late 40s. So he's definitely an exceptional man, but some powerful, powerful lessons there. And I hope you got them. 
what is motivating you to do things and where are you coming from? Is it coming from a place of anxiety, insecurity, fear, or is it coming from a place of abundance and purpose and meaning and joy? That's a really important question. But I think the key message I got out of it was right at the end when he talked about his attempts to get out of his wheelchair and the power of placebo, the power of the mind, the power of focus, the power of expectancy. It's amazing what you focus on, you will get. So please make sure you're focused on the right things. If you'd like to reach out to Matt, I encourage you to do so. Mattcarawana.com is his website. You can find him on all the social media platforms. I would recommend you reach out to him if you would like to be inspired even further. Thank you again for being with me this week. I love what I do. For me, this is meaningful. I know that this message is going to reach someone. I don't know who. I know it will reach someone, and I know it'll create a positive ripple somewhere, and that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me doing what I'm doing. That's what's going to keep me coming back next week. That's what I hope will get you sharing this message and these messages. Please join me next week. My name's Andrew Jobling. This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast.